Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1285, air date August 2nd, 2023. We are live. What's good? I go by Osiris. The channel is Middle MAGA and got a special guest, Dr. Presidential Candidate, Dr. Shiva Ayurudai. And Ayurdure. My apologies. Ayurdure. And uh, this is an accomplished gentleman. I'm looking forward to the discussion today. Um, if you don't know who he is, he is a scientist, an entrepreneur, um, four degrees, correct me if I have anything, anything wrong here, credited with inventing email at 14, founded several successful companies, and I consider him a patriot. I would like to uh, expose his ideas, his beliefs, and uh, his movement to as many people as possible uh, for you to make up your own mind. But a pleasure to talk with you, sir. Great to be here. How should I address you, Wayne or Osiris? I can just call Most people know me by Osiris. Okay, Osiris. So, yeah. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm feeling great. Your thumbnail for this was pretty funny. <laughs> well, I wanted uh, to do that. I wanted to, I, I think I titled a low caste independent darkie, which is me, right? Because a lot of people. Uh, and and I me? Wanted, yeah, and you <laughs> is their worst nightmare. And I put low caste in double quotes because the caste system now is extended beyond just India. And when I put darky, it not only involves people of color, but also involves dark matter. All those people's voices were suppressed by the establishment parties, you know, or the elites, be it from the obvious ones or the Trumps and the Kennedys who act like they're fighting for us when these guys are frankly scumbags. They, they don't fight for any one of us. They just use the right words. And then around that, you have, I think we should talk about, Wayne, all these sort of um, uh, what I call the neo-establishment cabal. People are acting like they're the grifters, be it from Tim Pool, frankly, to Joe Rogan. Uh, I mean, there's a whole array of these guys, right? Um, and, and the litmus test is a fact that they actively know that I did all the work during 2020, be it on exposing Fauci, be it on the backdoor portal to Twitter, uh, fucker Carlson, and they actually make me invisible. And that's the real story here. The story here is with all those accomplishments, with all the stuff I've done documented, you know, a couple of probably 400 million people in the world know it. Why is it these people actively? I mean, it's intentional. It's not accidental. Many people have told, and Joe Rogan follows me, you know, that these people claim like they're, you know, they're like these little grifters driving around on their uh, shaved heads or trying to act like they're fighters, UFC fighters. You know what I'm saying? They have this shtick, but they're all part of the swamp or the swarm, as I call it. And I think that, that that's the opportunity we have with our campaign, because from where I come from, we don't consider these people heroes. You know, we consider these people essentially a, a fashionable in vogue shtick of people who are just continuing the old policies of oppression, but they're acting like they're fighting for us. And that's what's fascinating to watch. But it's very easy if you grew up in New Jersey or if you grew up in a small village in India or if you grew up as a quote unquote low caste darkie, you see the stuff. And, it, and, and um, it's time to end this nonsense. And that's why um, I think it's very, very unfortunate for them that I'm running for office and I have, uh, you know, you know, a movement behind us. So. So why would you do that? Why, why would you as a private citizen put yourself into this? arena of the ugliest i think this politics right now is the ugliest sport possible um i forgot who said the quote but they somebody said that 
Uh, politics is almost worse than dying because they will just try to kill you over and over and over. What made you decide to run for president? Well, Osiris, you have to look at the fact that the running for president is an extension of the fact that I've had to fight injustice since I was a four-year-old kid. This is not some demon with a voice acting like he's fighting for us like Kennedy or Trump coming up with terms to manipulate people. This has been my life, right? I mean, if you grew up from my background, you walked in my shoes, um, I've had to fight injustice and struggle against injustice my entire life. This is not some hobby. This is not a business. If you hear booby fucking Kennedy talk, he says, oh, we're entering the family business. It's all it is to him. They go to their Hyanna Sport compounds. This is their shtick. And then they go back to their Hyanna Sport compounds, go to Malibu. This is their shtick. Outside, you'll say, I'm for medical freedom. Then he goes to home. And then everyone's got to be vaccinated when they come into their home. You see, these people live duplicitous lives. To me, my life is fully integrated end to end. So what does that look like? You know, and I shared this in an earlier another show but if you were to close your eyes and you probably people of color probably are closer to this women are closer to this and probably if you're a poor white you know who or or working class person who busts their ass but if you grew up in where kennedy grew up in or trump grew up in you have no idea what we're talking about they're just words for you but where i grew up think about you know you're a four-year-old kid close your eyes right and you're playing on a hot day in india very hot day with your best friend, and you go to his home and his mother spits at you and calls you the equivalent of the N-word, which is called Shudra in India, and tells you to stand outside and gives you water in a broken down cup because you're not of her caste and you can't come even step foot into her home. Now, that boy was my friend up until that point. So if you th think about that, and so that was at four years old, and I was deeply, even now as I talk about it, it still moves me. And that's where I realized that there was injustice in this world, that randomly there's something called a birth lottery. And then when I asked my mother about it, she said, oh, yeah, when as a child, when she went into the to get a, you know, to the well to get water, they would call her a pig and shoo her away. These, quote unquote, Brahmins, which is what Vivek Ramaswamy is. That fucking idiot doesn't know anything about this. He doesn't. He has no idea as a car salesman. All of these are just words. He has no idea of the struggle of everyday people. And in fact, they had to find someone like him because of the popularity I was gaining. They needed to get another brown guy. Same with him and Bhattacharya. And we can see it in a timeline. It's like one plus one equals two. So that's a, a very important, powerful memory, right? This is not something like I can say, oh, yeah, I know how you people feel, right? It's like I've had to endure that. And that oppression connects me to a whole world of people who are oppressed, not only just you know, people of color, but every working person on the planet who suffers, who's denigrated because they grew up in a certain family, right? Some other people hit the birth lottery. So that's a very important journey for me. And that's when I started saying, why does this occur? I started reading everything I could as a four-year-old kid in India. They used to have these little comic books, very cool comic books. You could read about different people, right? Uh, from Lenin to, you know, uh, Thomas Paine, to George Washington, to Lincoln. There were these very cool comic books, you know? So I wanted to understand these heroes who fought against this. So I began my journey to understand revolutionary thinkers, revolutionary systems of thought, political theory at a deep level. I went read back the entire common turn of the Bolshevik revolution. I went and read all of Das Kapital, you know? I've read all of Adam Smith's work, right? I've actually gone through the constitution. I've read common sense. 
So I, I, you know, I, I was sort of a student of revolutionary thinking, left and right, all over the map. So that was one journey I went through, which, you know, was ultimately resulted in the creation of a movement and a very important book I have behind me called System and Revolution. System and Revolution understands that there are principles of systems, dynamic engineering principles. And it's not just philosophy or it's not just writing, that there's these fundamental principles. And with those principles, um, no different than the principles how electricity moves through a wire, no different than how an airplane takes flight, that we can actually have these fundamental scientific principles to liberate all people at a fundamental level. Because, you know, the 1% who control the 8 billion, they actually understand these principles. Kissinger, George Soros, go down the list, all the advisors are trained in these system science principles. So I've uncovered those. I used to teach them. And like Prometheus bringing fire to the earth, that's what my mission has become. But that's been that long journey, that 55 year journey. A parallel journey to that, Osiris was a journey of a scientist and an engineer and an inventor and a person who loved nature. You know, my grandmother was a village healer in a small village. She had tattoos all over her arm. She was a village shaman. You know, in these villages, doctors don't come in because it's too poor. You know, no running water, no electricity, uh, but very beautiful, you know, dirt roads. So I saw my grandmother heal people um, using an ancient system of medicine, which most people cannot understand the words, a lingua franca, but they were, you know, I saw her empirically help many, many people. So I was motivated by, by how did this woman with no degrees have such immense knowledge? And so those things motivated me, medicine to heal people, and in some sense, to be a warrior, to fight injustice. And that has never ended. You know, I, I've shared with people when I was young, um, some, one of my dad's father said, oh yeah, oh my God, in this other village, people are rising up. They're killing the landlords. And I go, why are they doing that? It must have been five or six. Oh, these people have no food. Like, what do you mean they have no food? He goes, they have no food. And they're taking up weapons in there. And I go, wow, that sounds like a good thing to do. So in my mind, as a child, of course, if people have no food, you should fight for your family, right? And this, this guy said, oh, your son's a communist. And my dad said, ah, my son will get over it. But I actually haven't gotten over that. In fact, my hatred of injustice has gotten, is, is, is been focused into building a movement now. I, I've had to take all that anger and that energy um, instead of getting pissed to get organized. And that's what we've done. But my journey into science um, resulted, you know, my, I came here when I was seven years old, um, grew up in, you know, Patterson, you may know Patterson, one of the poorest cities in the United States, predominantly African-American. I came here in 1970 when, you know, all you watched on TV was people, um, soldiers being shot in Vietnam, body bags, right? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll protests. I mean, Patterson was a pretty wild place, not that different than Bombay where I grew up. Okay. Um, so I felt actually at home. Um, and then my parents moved to Clifton and then to a place called Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey and Livingston. The reason I give you those places is whatever money my parents made, they would invest in the better public school systems. The school system I ended up for my last three years was predominantly all Jewish, um, where people thought they're the chosen people of God, literally, you know, and I was one among 4,000 kids, the only two dark Indian, me and my sister. I'd win every award, I'd do well in everything. And this bothered some people um, because, you know, these friends of mine who were Jewish kids around summertime, they, the parents would send them off to Israel and they'd come back rabid, wanting to kill every Arab person. It was crazy to watch their transformation. 
these people would go from being a normal kid to want to annihilate anyone Arab, you know? And you saw this complete brainwashing of these people. But I went through that different stratas, right? Always working very hard because I knew that back in India in that small village, they had nothing. And I almost took it on my shoulder that I would have to learn as much as I could with this deep desire to fight injustice. But if I could get, do well in school, if I could be a good athlete, right? I could have the wherewithal. Now, that level of ambition led me to, by the time I was 14, I went to NYU. I was selected one of 40 kids in the United States to, to a special computer science program at the Courant Institute of Mathematical Sciences, um, which was quite a big honor. I was the only youngest kid. Um, and then my, I'd have to take the train uh, from Newark to New York. And those days, as you're walking through Washington Park, everyone would try to sell you drugs. There's crime. Uh, so it's looking back, a 14-year-old kid, my parents allowed me to do this. I think most parents wouldn't allow their kid to go down the street these days. But I graduated number one in the class, had some high school courses. So here I'm 14 years old, finished. There's no more math courses left. Some very wonderful public school teachers fought for me so I could get a job in Newark at a small medical college um, where I was given the task of first initially understanding why babies were dying in their sleep because I love medicine and, and technology. I'd learned how to pretty much program at a PhD level. And um, I wrote some very cool algorithms. You'd call them AI algorithms now to watch sleep patterns of babies and predict when the baby was gonna stop breathing. In fact, wrote a scientific paper on it before I came to MIT. And, but in that small medical college in Newark, New Jersey, which most white people are still afraid to go into that hospital there because you, you know, they say you're gonna be crime and so on. But I had no problems. All my friends were the janitors, the secretaries. And I was given another task to convert the old fashioned paper-based inter-office mail system into the electronic form. You know, those systems involved different offices connected by these pneumatic tubes. I had the inbox, the outbox, the folders, the, uh, you know, uh, the proverbial memo to, from, subject, carbon copy, literally carbon paper. And it was a very complex system. And in those old computers, you could send simple text messages. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about con converting that entire inner office mail system into an electronic replica. And that's what I did in 50,000 lines of code. It had never been done before. And I used to work until two in the morning, work my butt off. And I named that system email, a term never used before in the English language. Won one of the Westinghouse Science Awards, which used to be called the Baby Nobles. So I did all the work but didn't know PR like the Kennedys and the Trumps do, or the Gateses do, um, was taught to be a humble Indian, right? You do the work, but you know, be humble. Well, when I came to MIT, was on the front page of MIT, the president of MIT invited me to his home, and he said, you know, Shiva, it's too bad you can't patent software, but you should, hey, John, can you bring me that paper, but you should copyright it, because the Computer Act of 1980 allowed you to use copyright law to protect software invention. On August 30th, 1982, you know, a young dark-skinned Indian American gets the first US copyright for email, okay? There it is. All the facts. This was this was the equivalent of a patent. Wrote the and they they try to they try to claim that that's a lie. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think? I I think it's uh, discrediting more media uh, using information as a weapon is basically what it is. It's just pure and racism. Let's, mm -hmm. let's use the right word. It is, see, the, the conservative woke people, I call them, 
oh, there is no racism. And the fucking woke liberals try to say, oh, there is racism. But they reduce racism to um, not solving the fundamental infrastructure issues in the inner cities. That's why, Mal that's why Malcolm X was never made invisible. Martin Luther King was promoted by the Kennedys because Martin Luther King supported the affirmative action model, right? Which was a band-aid. Mm -hmm. So the real issue is, uh, and by the way, a 14-year-old boy invented TV, Philo Farnsworth. He didn't have to do, deal with the color issue, but the invention of email is very powerful and took me a long time to process all this, um, is that, look, I, there's no, in fact, this, this, there's not, it's not even a gray area. I wrote all the code, I have the code, I named it email, and I have the freaking copyright. Now, do I have to be white, have blue eyes, blonde hair, and does my name need to be Einstein or Reinstein or something? I have to ask that question. I really do. Because I'd be on the stamp everywhere. The fact that they fabricated a controversy, and I never wanted fame or fortune for this. It was many years later, 33 years later, you know, um, the stuff went into the Smithsonian. Uh, I'm sorry, I, um, when my mom was dying in a, um, I'll bring this up, in a um, suitcase, my mom had, she had beautifully organized all of this, Osiris. And she said, Shiva, I want to give this to you. You may have forgotten this work, okay? And the senior editor of Time Magazine, remember, I never wanted fame or fortune for this. Um, he, a friend of mine who was a professor at Emerson, he said, Shiva, you invented email. So Doug Ameth, who was a senior editor at Time, uh, came, the only journalist who went through all of this and he wrote this article. Can you see this? Yep. The man who invented email on November 15, 2011. All right. No one had a problem with this. It goes through what is email? How did it all come together? No issues, right? Now, what ends up happening is that subsequent to this, the Smithsonian called me and they said, Dr. Shiva, we didn't know you had, remember the Smithsonian National Museum of America, National Museum of American History is the museum where everything is. So, um, and the Computer History Museum called me. So I was like, who do, who do I give it to? Right, I just wanted, I mean, the stuff was getting old um, and I wanted to give it to someone. And, um, and uh, so eventually a friend of mine, a uh, professor at MIT said, you know, better off giving it to the Smithsonian, it'll be there forever. Right. And the agreement was Osiris that they would display all the content. Right. And um, and and the, and I had been also won the Lemelson MIT awards for innovation at MIT. And I wanted to make sure that um, other kids, young people would be able to see all this stuff, you know. And so based on that premise, I donated to the Smithsonian um, and you can see all of the stuff here. Right. So this is all these are all the code. You know, this is after 30 years is that sort of weathered. Right. So here's all the code, right? Um, everything is here, right? All the features I put in fully documented. And they considered it a treasure trove. And on February 16th, 2012, it went into the Smithsonian. And a young African-American, Emmy Kalawale, Washington Post reporter, wrote a beautiful, beautiful article on the night of February 16th. Dr. Shiva Idre honored as the inventor of email. She did three videos. And boom, the next day, a racist white historian a liberal racist white historian who had already written the history of email, some nerd with a little beard to look like a nerd. All he did was to his own admission, write 15 lines of code to add text to a bottom of a file, which was at best a caveman version of Reddit, a multi-billion dollar um, defense company called Raytheon had bought a company that that guy worked at and they rebranded themselves with the at logo because they wanted to enter the cybersecurity market. 
right? So they could say, oh, we are the inventors of email. So when my stuff went in, this was like a bomb went off. It's like a new skull was found in Africa, you know, putting back the origin of where human beings actually started. So this guy calls me all sorts of names. I'm teaching a class at MIT, one of the most popular electives at the time, while running my company. Thousands of calls come in to MIT saying I should be fired. How dare he do this? Because MIT was taking credit for the invention of email by this nerd who didn't invent it, you see? And they were saying the military did it. The military at best did simple text messaging. They never called it email. In fact, we have a document where they wrote in 1977 saying it's too complicated to do a, such a complex system. We have that written by a guy called David Crocker. I call him da David Crocker shit, right? So when this happens, people start attacking me. Thousands of calls come in. You see, it was quite, and, but if you look at that point before, I was on the front page of MIT for inventing many things, winning the Fulbright, inventing one of the first AI email management programs, many things. I was their good darky that you could put on the front page to talk about the model minority. And as I was seeing all this, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And one blog post said this curry stain Indian should be beaten and hanged. Well, now, do you think that's the start? Because what really kind of wanted me to talk with you like this streaming is because to me, it feels like you've been frozen out. You're running for president. And I don't know what our country's be become. Your last stream, I think you were talking about the kind of the we have the better, the lesser of two evils going on. Why do you, do you, do you yeah, think so everything you described there? So that's what I, we have a flyer here called the lesser of two evils. And mm -hmm. we'll, you know, I'll, I, I'm a, I love going on the street and handing out stuff. But the reason that's happening is the reason they have to make me invisible, even though about a half a billion people know about us now from all the videos we did, they have a serious problem right now with me because I am not tied to the left or the right. And I'm not a good Indian like this guy Vivek, okay? He's a little model minority, little douchebag, okay? If you talk to him, that interview that he did with that- um, Tucker? No, no. Oh. Yeah, fucker will give him all sorts of publicity because he's also part of the establishment, right? Him and Hunter Biden are good butt buddy, good friends. And I, I like, I have to use these very awful terms to describe these people because I want people to break up their neural networks in their brain to thinking Tucker Carlson is fighting for you. Tucker Carlson is part of the establishment. He had all the information about my exposing the backdoor portal into Twitter. He concealed it, but he will promote this other brown guy because he's an acceptable Indian. You see, he's a good house slave, right? I'm a field slave as Malcolm X called, okay? So they'll put this house slave up because he sucks up to the establishment, right? They no. love house slaves and that's what this guy, Right. But the reason they need to make me invisible and have to take away credit, plagiarize my stuff is because it would give the limelight to the real source of innovation and change, which comes bottoms up. And this is very dangerous to them, Osiris. This would mean the Tucker would become irrelevant. Tim Cast would become irrelevant. Joe Rogan would become irrelevant because the day they put me on their shows, people say, wait a minute, for three fucking years, you've been hiding this guy and you've been stealing this material, why did you do that to us? And, and when you unravel that onion, what you find out is these people actually hate America. Tucker Carlson hates America. Joe Rogan hates America. And why do I say that? Well, December 15th, 1791, something very powerful occurred in the world, which was called an amendment, 
a part of the Bill of Rights, which is Congress shall pass no laws to bridge the freedom of speech. No other set of people ever had that. You go back to the time of Pharaoh. No one had this concept. And since that day, those in power, the upper caste, have been trying to snatch that away. So on November 16th, 2018, the great white hope, fucking Donald Trump, who I supported and many people did, is the one who signs into law CISA, which created, which created the, the backdoor portal to, to, to all the social media companies. Which to his I, own demise. Yeah, to his own demise. Well, he did it because he's part of them. And that law was passed by Congress. Check this out. Unanimously. Go look at the votes. Everyone voted for it. Left and right. And everyone in Senate gave unanimous consent. So Congress shall pass no laws to abridge the First Amendment. They passed a law to destroy the First Amendment on November 16, 2018. And they did it using this guy who claims he's helping the white working class. If Hillary Clinton had done that or Obama, there would have been a revolution in this country. So that's why I believe elections are selections. And they brought in Trump to be able to do all this to destroy the white working class. He was brought in mm. to blunt their edge, just like Musk on Twitter. And I mean, so light is clear as day, man, when you add up all the numbers it's right in front of you. Right. So the reason they need to make me invisible is because I stand on my own two feet. Trump has said, oh, Dr. Shiva, the great, amazing scientist who exposed you all the election fraud. You know, I've had two hours of meetings with them and I'll talk more about that. But you got to recognize that these people try to co-op guys like me. And I cannot be co-opted because my anger for these people has gotten worse. And I never forgot where I came from. And I've actually had to struggle. My struggles are the same as those people's struggles. It's not messaging points. That's why I don't need a piece of paper to talk. I don't need a fucking script because it's within me. I don't, after I've talked, I don't even know what I've said, man. Because they're all <laughs> me in a very intuitive way. So right now we're at a very important point in American history because during the 1900s, between 1900 and 1970, there were bottoms up movements in this country that were independent of left and right. And they could not have that. So they needed to create these fake heroes. They needed to co-opt these movements. In the 60s, in the civil rights movement, there was truly bottoms-up movements which wanted infrastructure in the inner cities. You know, true independence. That's what Malcolm was promoting. You know, he went through his transformation. Now, Martin Luther King, sorry to say, he was a bougie Southern Baptist minister. He was backed by Robert Effing Kennedy. And the entire march on Washington was organized for him to be the anointed leader. And he was highly controllable because he had so much shit, you know. Baggage. Uh, you know, a lot of dirty laundry, man. Mm -hmm. He was banging everyone. He was doing drugs. <laughs> they had a lot of shit on him. They didn't have shit on Malcolm X. So they anointed him and they promoted him. So the concept of creating controlled opposition, not so obvious establishment, really starts coming around that time. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, you know. You go down that list. AOC. Bernie Sanders, Robert fucking Kennedy. And now they've gotten very sophisticated. On the left and the right, you know, they realize, shoot, the people are rising up. They're waking up. They're watching Dr. Shiva's videos. Who's hammering them. They're, wa they're understanding this movement. Wait a minute. This guy caught ahead of all of us in 2020. He's the one who did 510 demonstrations against the lockdowns. He's the one who called out Fauci. He's the one who saw the election systems issue and exposed it in bare view. And this guy works like a mad dog. And he's the one who discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter which still exists and has not been taken down in a federal lawsuit where I got an injunction 
and they steal from my lawsuit, plagiarize it, and do not talk about it. It's a disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace because they know if they put me on overnight, man, 100 million people say, that's our fucking leader. So it's like they actually do not want the low caste independent darky to have any visibility on their platforms. But that's why we're, we go offline. We're not waiting for them. The good news is during that 2020, man, we got about half a billion people all over the world who know about us. I saved millions of lives with my protocols because I'm one of the leading guys, specialists on the immune systems in the world. Yep. And leading up to, that's why they banned you from Twitter, right? You were blowing up at that they time. They banned me from Twitter because I discovered the backdoor portal. And they banned me from Twitter because I was exposing the whole thing. When I got back on Twitter, fucking Elon, douchebag, apartheid, fucking digital cage, Musk puts me in a digital cage. Why? Because he put me back on thought I will bow down like the rat Dinesh D'Souza, you know, like the rat Kennedy, all these people, oh, Elon, 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 you're doing great work. Well, come on, where Elon Musk ends and government begins, nobody knows. This guy's, I mean, he, he wanted to be on the, I mean, go listen to him, he sounds like a fucking idiot when he's, he wanted to be on the front page of Rolling Stone. He, he didn't create any technology, he destroyed PayPal. He didn't create Tesla, he just got his name on it, right? He's their clown that they want to present as this genius, right? That's the job of Elon Musk. And Silicon Valley needed Elon Musk because Jack Dorsey and Vijay Gade were too fascist about it. So they said, okay, we're going to put a new face on it, right? New bottle, old wine. That's what Elon Musk is. New bottle, same wine. And it's really smart when you think about it. He's turning it into the X app now. Why would you freeze out conservatives, anti-establishment people, if you can trick them into being on board? You maximize the amount of users. Uh, it's a much smarter strategy. Right. So when they thought, um, so if you go look at that timeline, November, September 25th is when I was thrown off Twitter for exposing the fact that the government of Massachusetts deleted my ballot images, which are yep. violation of 52 USC. Then the judge, I get a big victory. We sent it to Tucker. We sent it to Glenn Greenwald. We sent it to the ACLU. And fucker Carlson and fucking Dweeb Greenwald concealed it. This mm. is the most important lawsuit, I would say, since December 15, 1791. A political candidate, a bona fide federal candidate is running for office, and the government contacted Twitter to throw him off. Okay? It's as violation of the First Amendment as you get in the zoom law and i represented myself man and i won without any lawyers kennedy came kennedy's people came thousands of people saw our lawsuit so he was taking notes on our shit. then i discovered the entire backdoor portal the playbooks the long fuse report validates and we built this beautiful diagram people go to win oh, yeah. you go to winbackfreedom.com man it's all there it's excellent it's it's, it's yeah, excellent but, but you gotta understand man do you know how much sleep i got i did my own lawsuits my lawsuits were so good, the head of Wilmer and Hale, the number one law firm in the world who's representing Twitter, she said, your honor, he didn't do those lawsuits. That's how good my lawsuits were. And we did it for nothing, nothing. So if you have a real guy who busts his ass, does all the work and has the intelligence, fights for the American people, why would fucker Carlson conceal that? We have the emails. Go to winbackfreedom.com and you'll see it. It's right in front of you. Here's the entire lawsuit. It's right there. We, I documented everything. Here's the entire infrastructure we discovered. 
Pieroma DR, who funded the backdoor portal. So government here could launder censorship. I came up with that terminology. Here's Facebook. Here's Rupert Murdoch. Here's all the government officials left and right. Well, all this has been out there. And you can see right in this thing, everything is here, man. And here is the fact that fucker Carlson in December of 2020, and here are all the videos we did, Osiris. So we got it out to hundreds of millions of people in spite of the intentional concealment by dirtbags like fucker Carlson. And what did they do? I mean, we told the ACLU they didn't do anything. And here's the emails to Tucker. Look at this, October 2020, Osiris. We won in federal court exposing this whole thing. So why did he conceal it? Because, I don't know if you saw that. Let me share it here. No, no, now I, now I can see it. Here it is. Here's on winbackfreedom.com, okay? You can see everything's right here for bare view, okay? Here's the entire, right, infrastructure mm -hmm. that I discovered. I mean, this was a PhD thesis. Every line here is footnoted. This is the entire censorship network of the United States. And it came all out of CICEP. And you go down through this. I'm trying to, you know, we win in federal court. And here is, I'm writing to Tucker. I said, Tucker, you should cover this. And I met the guy. Here's the email to him. Did here's, what I would, here's what I would say to them, because you mentioned a lot of names. I have a lot of respect for these people, from Tim Poole to Joe Rogan to Tucker. If, if uh, Dr. Shiva's wrong here, then prove him wrong. Put him on the show. Why wouldn't, I mean, it's up to Joe Rogan. I'm not going to tell them what to do with their show. But Wait. if you are wrong, then they'll have you on why wouldn't they have you on for a conversation? Well, let's have that conversation now. Let's really let go of all of our naivete. We really need to. We're at a very important time because all these people are. I mean, remember, these people are very smart. They have, you know, MIT and Harvard guys looking at the data, watching this video. They're watching people's sentiments. So they say, OK, Joe, now you got to be pro. Now you got to be anti-vax. Now you got to be pro-vax. Now, oops, Spotify the stock is going down now be wishy-washy mm -hmm. okay this is serious mental psyops they do and why do i know this because i went to all their institutions of power yeah say it. you went to mit i went to mit man i used to live out of malibu i know all these people i know the restaurants that they all hang out in okay i used to be married to a hollywood actress right so i know all these fucking people but i could never bow down to them okay but we have to understand this very important point we have to let go of our naivete. So let's take, why doesn't Joe Rogan put me on? Eddie Bravo called him in 2014. I did five of the most fundamental research papers exposing, you know, genetically engineered foods with the technology I developed called Cytosol. Eddie Bravo said, you got to have Shiva on. He follows me. He puts the number one guy who's pro Monsanto on and praises him. Why wouldn't he put an MIT scientist on? Do I have to get more degrees? Are you so fucking racist or so afraid of me? Never puts me on. Then during the anti-vax stuff, during the Fauci stuff, again, people said, why don't you have Dr. Shiva on? I mean, I'm in the thick of it in 2020, man. Dear fucking booby fucking Kennedy, and everyone should go look at it. He promoted lockdowns, strict lockdowns. At first. Yeah. It doesn't matter at first. Let's see, don't give him that, man. Mm -hmm. He did it at the most important time if people are being fucking whipped and being crucified that is when you need to speak up not oh yeah well now i want to write a book about it it's like that's a total scumbag so here i'm in the middle of it 
I call it out. In January, I ran the biggest protest to stop the other vaccine mandates in New Jersey while he was yelling at me saying that, oh, well, you know, we should work with the Democrats. This guy had endorsed Hillary Clinton three times, who's pro-vaccine mandate, pro-GMOs. You see, I don't think Osiris people understand the level of hatred that they have towards us. They really think we're fucking dumb and they call us, I've heard them say this, the masses are asses. That's what they say. So when mm -hmm. we give them any regard, they actually believe you can say one thing and do something completely opposite because they have trained us to be good lapdogs. Well, Bobby had to do that at that time. No, he didn't. He's supposedly the medical freedom guy in the middle of lockdowns. I was the only voice saying no to lockdowns, organized five major protests and wrote a letter to Trump on March 23rd, 2020. It's out, out there. I said, do not lock down this country. This is a protocol that you should do. And Marla Maples delivered it to him. Kennedy didn't do that. He was saying, oh yeah, lockdowns are good. They're gonna stop the thing and they're gonna protect the climate. DeSantis at first too. Yep. Yes, yeah. opportunists. They are What's not leaders. And this is the issue. Who do you want as your leader? Do you want people who go with the wind or who really care about you? Why does Kennedy care about anyone? He lives in Malibu, flies fucking falcons like those Saudi chiefs. How can this guy have any idea of your life or my life? He doesn't. He, he, he gets drunk, spits in a cop's face. If you or I did that man or dark people, we'd be in fucking jail for a couple of years. He gets away, gets thrown out of school. Papa calls him up, gets him into Harvard. That wouldn't happen to me. I had, not only did I have to get an A, my mom said, I'd have to get an A plus to get an A. So these people get away with murder, and that's why they actually get away with murder. Ted Kennedy killed a woman here. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, but it's, that's, what I, that's part of the reason why I really started following your movement and the people that I've kind of chatted with, I really like within your movement, is that you are not afraid to challenge these people. Let me ask you this. When I look at some, like somebody like Trump or even Vivek, I look at them as- Joke, that guy. That guy comes out of nowhere. He's like a- He's like a mentoring <laughs> candidate supported. So what, let's let's go into him a little bit because you talked about the caste system, and because uh, he says a lot of things that resonate with with people like me or many other people. You see him rising in the polls. Uh, what do you? What would you say to people who are kind of you know? You know I'm up to tell you this, man. People of color, minorities, women, we got to get over the shit of what they say. Doesn't matter what the fuck they say. Why are you giving credit to what they say? Why? Why, why, why? That shows a slave fucking mentality. Anyone can say anything. When I was with Trump for those two hours after he invited me and I refused to go because he endorsed a guy who did the election fraud to me and a two hour conversation and I refused to go. Then he invited me again. Then I went. Okay. Most people, oh, Trump is inviting me to Mar-a-Lago. It's like, I've seen all this shit, dude. It doesn't move me. I've earned my own money. Okay. So you have to get over the slave mentality. So when I'm with Trump, I'm watching this guy, and he goes, oh, that's a good messaging point. Let me write that down. I can use that in my speech. Do you guys fucking understand that this dude, Vivek, has, go listen to his one interview he did with a black woman, and she nailed him. She goes, have you ever done service for everyone? He goes, yeah, I joined some club, and I did this, but I had to do that to get that on my resume. Do you understand these people are all dirtbags? They've never experienced suffering. They've never struggled. So I really need you to get that through your head, man. They don't know your journey. 
if oh they say all the right things he's fucking watching all my shit they literally have data that's saying this sentence yields an uptick boom let's grab that that's what they're doing it's becoming a world of sound bites that you reuse and use and then you suffocate the real person who has lived that me and you and others so why are you giving this fucking idiot vivek any fucking credibility and the only reason is because we and i did this in the swarm video we keep looking up to them for our liberation that's a fucking slave we can no longer be goddamn slaves and why is it we don't look to our own guys like me guys like malcolm for our liberation what is it within us that doesn't trust this who's actually done the fucking work who works his ass off every day what is it that we give it to a fucking douchebag who runs who fucking supported vaccine mandates mask mandates you know supported big pharma created the infrastructure for tracking everyone do covid he's a little fucking dweeb man i want to slap the shit out of him what do you think about my thought on like, it so words don't matter mm -hmm. in fact exposing stuff doesn't matter it's what did you do what did you do in 2020 fucking booby go look at his tweet thing nothing against fauci he was promoting lockdowns and what did lockdowns do they killed people they actually killed people 16 trillion dollars in loss you're running for president and in the most important time so if you think back to 2020 who would you want as president the guy who fought lockdowns, exposed it, gave solutions, which is me. And it's all in bare view documented versus fucking Trump, who was talking at big brass balls, you know, kept sucking up to Fauci. He didn't fire him. Should have been gone. Kennedy, oh, yeah, we need lockdowns, you know, and support the climate. Douchebag. And then in his own home in 2022, you had to be fucking vaccinated. Oh, and then he blames his wife. You know how many principled husbands and wives broke apart over that? That's oh, principled yeah. people. So why, I really want to ask you, Osiris, this is a fundamental issue. Why are people willing to listen to these dirtbags? Why all the greatest spiritual leaders? The words don't matter shit. Go read Shakespeare's work, right? Go read Shakespeare. It's all about that. The life of Christ, Sadducees and the Pharisees all said the right words. They're the ones who, you know, at the end of the day, crucified him. So we have to ask that question. What is it in you that thinks this fight, Dampaswamy, whatever the fuck he is, cares about you when he's never struggled? Trump with a golden plate of toilet seat bangs whoever he wants and all these evangelicals support him? I mean, can you believe this? And all these women support Kennedy? I mean, just look at these people's personal lives. 38 fucking women he's banging, has a, a, a little table chart of their things. His wife finds it, hangs herself. And then oh, wow, I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah, man. For who? Who was that? Go read Maureen Callahan's piece. Oh, wow. This is fucking Kennedy. I mean, this guy's a fucking dirtbag. You're talking about Robert? You're talking about Robert RFKJ? Robert fucking Kennedy douchebag. Wow. All right. That's why I call them all these names because I'm trying to wake up people to realize that these people are playing you. Okay. They're playing you. And I suggest everyone goes, you know, really looks at this article by, you know, she's a pretty seasoned journalist, uh, Maureen Callahan. 
and it's right out there, okay? It's right here, okay? And everyone should go look uh -huh. at it. I mean, this guy had a, a diary of 38 women he banged. His wife finds it. His wife is appalled. She says, I'm going to kill myself. And he says, okay, maybe you should go. That's what other people say. And then this is fucking disgusting, right? He's taking mm -hmm. steroids, which have 100,000 times more chance of causing blood clots than even, even the vax. And we can talk about that. So his wife kills herself. How many women hang themselves? And wow. then after she hangs herself, he then within three months gets married to her. And then within that period um, goes and does a burial in the Kennedy plot with all the press, Osiris. And wow. the next day he exhumes her body and moves it to an unmarked grave right there. Are you serious? Wow. Yes, I've got to look at that. I, yeah, I'm, I was you. not very well read on him. Wow. wow. This guy's a dirt fucking bag. Wow. I got to look at that. That's why, why I want to see you. So, so I, Dr. Shiva, I think I got my answer why you're not getting that shine right now. Because you have no why, fear. Why, why, why you're not getting all the, you're not getting, you didn't get a Twitter spaces. You know, you're not getting interviews. Um, you know, you know, as far as like other presidential yeah, candidates. Ask, why doesn't he fucking take his hat off and fucking do a real fucking interview? He's fucking owned all these people are some banana republic. They get views. They get advertising. Twitter has become a banana republic now. I mean, you could see it right in front of you. I mean, I was the one, the day I got back on Twitter, Musk thought I was going to suck him off. I did. Yeah. I said, Elon, why don't you uh, make me your CEO? I did invent email. I've created seven different technology companies. I'm a fighter for free speech. John will tell you when there was a big free speech protest here, it was 40 of us against... 40,000 people, man. That's a fighter. They would have run with their tails between their legs. That's what I do. I fight because I know the suffering of everyday people because I've suffered that. These people are little white boys, man. They've suffered nothing. Little white, liberal, rich boys. They, know the they don't know the suffering of poor white people. They don't know the suffering of the working class. And we want them to be our fucking leaders. And we give them so many excuses. Look at Robert Kennedy. Look at the Kennedy's entire life. John F. Kennedy, fucking dirtbag. Fucking had venereal disease by the time he was a teenager. Didn't get accepted into the Navy. F Papa had to get him in. And then he blew up a ship. Then they re resurrected that to make it look like he was a hero. Then he gets a Pulitzer. He didn't write that book. And then we're all supposed to feel bad. Oh, he got shot. We don't know all the mafia shit that took place. All this bullshit, right? Then... He's the one who got us into Vietnam. He's the one who almost blew up the whole fucking world. This guy was a reckless piece of shit. And everything I say, you can back up. And I say it with such force and such conviction. As much as I've studied engineering and I know how to build a bridge, I know how to build a motor. I know the physics. These people are dirtbags. Robert effing Kennedy, the father, his speech on the floor of the Senate, escalate the war in Vietnam. Ooh, John F. Kennedy died because he was fighting the military complex. Bullshit. Three weeks before he died, he's saying we must stay in Vietnam. We must stop the communists. They were going to spread all the way to India. So we got to get our asses out of our fucking heads and stop being fucking house slaves. Why are we looking to them? The good news is whatever they do, man. Half a billion people in the world know about us. And more and more people are saying, wait a minute. Why That's are they wrong. making Dr. Shiva invisible? Why are they making him invisible? And people's lights are going off. 
And that's, that's why they're fucked. I mean, we had a medical doctor, you know, every, I'm going to put this up every uh, Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. We do an open house. We get people from all over the world. And one medical doctor, very smart guy, he comes on and he goes, you know, Dr. Shiva, I saw the video with Joe Rogan and Kennedy and I was so moved by him. And he goes, I was wondering how come he hasn't interviewed you, but I was going to give him $25,000. I was all ready. And then I came across your video bashing Rogan and Kennedy. And he goes, for two days, I couldn't sleep. I had cognitive dissonance because everything you said was right on the money. But he was being honest. Why are people willing to support demons? Why? And as long as we do that, the leaders we choose will reflect our state of consciousness. I mean, Kennedy's a fucking dirtbag end to end. Everything he says is all sound bites. Match up. Oh, I'm pro-vax. I'm emphatically pro-vax. I vaccinated all my kids, but you should not get vaccinated. Right? That's what mm -hmm. he did. So you have to really look at what these people and but they really hate you. They really look. I've hung around them. I've seen them. People come and get an autograph from them. And the instant the poor, crazy guy walks away, they go star fucker as a star fucker. That's what they call people. They hate fucking people. They think they're better. They think like you're the peasants. Like the king will say, OK, peasants, I'm going to give you this, this and this doesn't give you shit. Comes and rapes your wife and steals your hogs and et cetera. Oh, but the king gave me, when I gave, he gave me a little flower. Should I be so happy? This is a slave fucking mentality. And I, as a slave, who's broken from that mentally, physically, emotionally, I'm telling you that. That's why I titled this, a low caste independent darkie is their worst fucking nightmare. I am their worst fucking nightmare because I got all their education. I can compete with them on any level, physically, mentally. They don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, we saw that with the... And the only thing they can do is make me invisible. So fuck you, Joe Rogan. That's what I say to Joe Rogan. Fuck you, Tim Pool. Because you guys have no balls. You're not men. There's no nobility in any of these people, Osiris. Where's their nobility? They have no nobility. They're scumbags. Because of all the hard work I did throughout my entire life, and you can talk to all of my friends, fucking Shiva is always fucking working. Everything I have, I've earned. Every fucking degree, every fucking A. My parents can afford consultants. I got 800s on my math at SATs. You know why? I do fucking 2000 problems. I work my butt off and I'm not gonna let these fucking people destroy working people in this country because they work their butt off. That's what this is about. This is about us versus them. There's no healing the divide. We shall overcome shit. It's so we shall overthrow. That's what this is about. This is about shattering the swarm. And my goal is to slap people upside the head and say, why are you bowing down to Trump? What the fuck did he do for you? What the fuck has Trump done for you? What the fuck have the Kennedys done for you lately? Zero. So what the fuck did Obama do? Zero. Talked a big game. And then yep. he, he, he basically protected all the big banks. I so voted for him twice. I'm still salty about it. Yes, yeah, like a friend of mine, Ken, said, you know, First, he voted for Jesse Jackson. Then he voted for Obama. Then he was going to vote for Tulsi Gabbard. He goes, I feel like a prostitute jumping from bed to bed. <laughs> yep. You need to start now, having some self-respect, man. And so 
Yeah. Well, Dr. Singh, let me ask, what would you say to the Trump supporters right now who you were one? I, I'm still a Trump supporter. I'm, he's not who I would vote for. He's not the right person for 2024. But uh, what would you say to Trump supporters who are rallying behind him at, during these indictments? He's getting arrested like every other month now. Yeah, I would say, you know what? Get your head out of your ass and understand. Look at what he did and did not do. And let's review that. Because look, the American white working class is the most powerful group on the planet. Why? They're the only group of people, 4% of them, if you include the US citizens, right? 4% of 8 billion people, 320 million people, take the adults even less than that, 2%. 2% of people on the freaking planet Earth have this thing called the First and Second Amendments. Do you know what, it, what, 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 what amount of fear that puts into that, that low caste group of people have this power. So they have to control it. Just, just think about what I'm saying here. This very small set of people have the first and second amendments. So you must control them. How do you give people these freedoms? You have to put them in a cage. You have to use psychology. You have to use mental power over them because it, we were never supposed to get that. And the day that we got those two, those bill of rights, the instant coming out of Britain, the British Empire has been trying to take them away. The Atlantic Council, by the way, is what funded the creation of the backdoor portal into Twitter. It was all done out of Britain. Really? Yep. That's in the Long Fuse report. Okay. Look, when you really look at it, all roads read, <laughs> lead back to Britain. We, you know, royalty, Camelot. These aren't coincidental. They're all trying to brainwash people. Why the fuck are we still bowing down to these queens and kings? Camelot, who the fuck gives a rat's ass about Camelot? Why are we so concerned about the Kennedys? Why? It's all made up to manipulate the peasant mind back to royalty. But it is the royalty that never wanted to give us the First and Second Amendments. The mercantile bourgeois in this country wanted to fight the British, so they needed to give these people the First and Second Amendments. That's why we fought for them. Okay? So, Ever since the First and Second Amendment was passed, the goal is to always contain it. So they needed a white dude to do that. That was a purpose of Trump. If you believe elections are selections, MAGA people, apply it all the way through. And you're talking to the guy who did all the analysis. I know the election systems better than anyone on this fucking planet. Elect if elections are selections, you can't say, well, for Obama, they were selections, and but not for Trump. No, he was also selected because... 57% of Trumpers, Osiris, voted for Obama. Yep. Just remember that. That means a lot of, so they, so they brought in Obama to keep people suppressed. Then what did he do? He saved the big banks, 2008, right? Then, uh, to, right, so now they're yeah. like, shit, we, gotta, we, we need a white dude, fucking Trump. This guy just is an actor, he, a C-list actor. He wants to have the limelight, so we'll let him win. And his job, he had three sound bites, again, created by these same people. Madison Avenue, right? One sound bite was what? Lock her up. The second yeah. sound was build the wall. The third sound bite was drain the swamp. He did none of them, but it got everyone excited, right? They needed to use a new snake charmer, you say, to mesmerize the masses back, particularly the white working class. And for four years, these dumbass Q people Try to make Trump seem like he's some fucking genius. He's not a genius. He's owned by Ballard Communications, who's a PR firm that gives him all of his sound bites. 
Susie Wiles runs him. I've met these people. So you have this white dude who wants to be a front face. He talks all this shit. And then for four years, what does he actually do? He's the one who implements CISA, the destruction of the First Amendment, gone under Trump, created that entire censorship infrastructure by Trump, by the, by the Trump for the Trumpers, right? And then it was under Trump when we had the lockdowns. Now, why do we do lockdowns? Why do we have the pandemic? Because small businesses were actually starting to do well. Interest rates were going to go up. They needed to put a break on the economy because all of his friends, they had low interest loans. They don't, did not want the interest rates to go up. So they break the economy. So Jared Kushner could still get his 0.1% loans or 1% loans to fund his other buildings. You see? So, and 600 billionaires, including dumbass Musk, becomes a number one billionaire, $2.3 trillion. Largest transfer of wealth ever. So why are you a Trumper? And the only reason you're a Trumper is because Trump is fucking playing you. The motherfucker is playing you. Playing so, you. What's and the strategy here? So here's what I, I think that what I like is you got to challenge whether we are right or wrong. I think it's always good to challenge with supporting facts like you do people with power. What do you say? Because people are hanging on to Trump, in my opinion, because I think MAGA, the populist right, is the most beautiful political, the people is authentic. The group of people that you saw in, uh, was it Erie, Pennsylvania, the last rally? The people there, I think, are, are good. How, how do you, because they're hanging on to Trump because they don't know where else to go. That's why I want to talk to you so they see there's other well, places to go, they, but what do you do? Let me, let me put it this way. If I got to speak at a rally and Trump, I'd win them all over. Overnight. Overnight, man, because they would see, wait a fucking minute. This guy's a real deal. This guy's a fucking dope. They would see it overnight. So they must make me invisible. They don't even want to create controversies with me anymore. They're afraid to even talk about email because they don't want to give me any limelight. You see, the dialectic of positive news or negative news. So Kennedy, they promote. I mean, I had more followers than Kennedy before Twitter. And suddenly I'm like in a digital cage. That's apartheid, man. That's done by a fucking racist scumbag. That's what Musk is. He comes from that world. In his epigenetics, he thinks he's better than you. But if you go back to those MAGA people, look, they have the data. Peter Thiel, who runs Palantir, mm -hmm. he's the one who's getting all the data from Truth Social, from Rumble, and they have the data models. I used to build them. And they know the sentiment of people is breaking from the left and the right. So in order to do that, they have to keep people back in. It's a force, right? People are leaving on their own. Wow, I saw Dr. Shiva. I saw him say this. Hey, that's the guy who said this. That's the guy. Who did the, the, the whisper is out there. More than a whisper. So they have to say, fuck. We, I mean, Trump called me two months ago from his office. Right when he heard I was running, oh, what do you, you know, like trying to figure out what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. Trying and to I, test you out. Yeah, I said, what did you, <laughs> they thought I would, you know, be co-opted. I said, I said, what happened? I said, what happened to that half a billion you guys raised off me? Election fraud. Right? So these guys know that they want slaves. They want house slaves. So Vivek is their little house slave, and he'll gladly suck up to anyone because he's, he's got no talent, man. He can't really stand up. His entire life has been made by following a formula. Do this, do this, then go to Yale, then go to Harvard, then be, you know, be mama and papa's boy, and then you get this, this, and this, okay? It's a fucking robot. And that's why they just, you. okay, now I'm going to say I'm going to write a book on anti-woke. Well, you're fucking woke. There, you have now woke conservatives and you have woke 
liberals. I like that. A lot of people don't realize woke is not just for one side. It can apply to oh. anybody. Yeah, they're they're both they're both eating the Kool-Aid of each side. And but the the thing is they know they have the data in front of them, man. I've seen the sentiment data. They saying, fuck, the American white working class is breaking from us. They got screwed by Trump. They got screwed by Obama. They're looking at this guy, Shiva. What the fuck are we going to do? We're going to escalate this. We're going to have to create the theater. Trump is being indicted. And we're going to put this other doofus fucking Kennedy. So now they, before, they only had Bernie Sanders who would sucker people back. The left mm -hmm. was very good at doing this. Oh, yeah. The right had the Tea Party, you see? Mm -hmm. So now they created Trump. You see, you, I, I look at this, the bird of the establishment as a head. It's got the shoulders, which is the obvious establishment. But that bird cannot fly without the wings, man. So they need the wings. So they have the left wing. The Bernie Sanders, yep. AOCs, who flap. Even They'll even attack Nancy Pelosi. Oh, she's not good. Hunter Biden. But look at AOC. When push comes to shove, they fall in. And they needed that on the right. They had the Tea Party, which had already gotten absorbed. So Trump was created as the Sanders of the right wing. And his job is to take all those working class people and fucking enslave them with rhetoric. And he's not going to do jack. He didn't do jack shit for them. Look at the look at the actual thing. Eight trillion dollars he printed. Two point three. I mean, you just have to look at the facts and he tells you to your face. Lock her up. Lock her up. What did he do 72 hours after that? People are chanting lock her up after he gets elected. 72 hours. He goes, that was for the election. Now we move on. Have you seen that video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's right in front of you, man. So why are you a Trump supporter? Why are we letting them spit in our face, Osiris? Why? And the reason I would argue that we're doing it is because they've conditioned us to have learned helplessness. Which is, it's like the... Um, you know, the elephant, which they tie to the tree stump and it doesn't, the baby doesn't know to get away. And when they remove that, it, it still thinks it's a slave. So we have to let go, man. And that's why I hit, it's easy to hit Biden and Fauci. And by the way, fucking Kennedy didn't say shit against Fauci in 2020. Not one thing. I could see that motherfucker from a mile away. He yeah. was in the swamp. So who do people want as their leaders? People like me who have the prescience, who've done the hard work. I can see the future because it's like, you know, you play baseball, man. You do it enough. You, you know how to throw a curveball. You know where the guy's going to hit. You become like a Wayne Gretzky. I can see this because you, you see all the players. You, you know intuitively. Right now, they have Kennedy and Trump to sucker people back to keep them attached to their great white hopes. And Let me ask you about the, can I ask you about the liberty, I don't want to ask you about the Libertarian Party, the philosophy of libertarianism, I would define as maximizing peace, prosperity, private property rights through that, and decentralization. And, and I'm at the point of secession, peacefully. What would you think of, of that as a philosophy? Right. So let's talk about, this. you know, when I wrote System and Revolution, remember, I've been a political systems theorist, okay? Why did I write this? Okay, so I have studied all of, as I said, system theory, revolutionary change, all the way going back to Greek culture, Roman culture. When you look at change, it's typically been run by philosophers, right? Philosophers say, oh, yeah, this is how humans are. This, so in the 1800s, it was the, um, uh, you know, the uh, German idealist theory of Husserl and Hegel and Heidegger, right? And these are the people that influenced Marx, right? Before that, it was classical liberalism, which influenced Adam Smith. 
and John Locke and these guys. So people have had these ph philosophies of what a human being is, our relationship with nature and what it means to uh, create what kinds of systems of governance, right? So in the classical liberalism model, the goal was government existed to make everything peaceful, okay? Like government was gonna ameliorate all the class differences. Okay, there's a low caste up and we're gonna make it all good for everyone. We're gonna be one big kumbaya. Well, the great, I mean, if you really, really read one of the best works of Lenin by System and Revolution, uh, sorry, State and Revolution, Lenin was the first guy to expose this, that the state actually exists to uh, perpetuate class antagonisms. It's quite interesting. He flipped class. He said, no, the state isn't there to make sure we're all come together. The state <laughs> wants to be there to make sure the poor remain poor and the rich remain rich. That's why we have armies. That's why we have taxes, all these laws. And in classical Marxism, and by the way, when Marx died, um, Engels said the worst people in the world are Marxists, which is what Lenin also said. Most of these Marxists have never even read Marx. The reality is Marx and Adam Smith's philosophies go much closer than anyone else. Marx was looking at our relationship with our creator. And he said, each one of us should have a direct relationship and there should be no state involved. And the goal of, uh, of life was for each of us to have our own personal relationship with whatever you thought your creator was and to be a fully functioning creative human being. That's Marxism, that's freaking Adam Smith. And But Marx did a retrospective review of seeing how we got into the state in the industrial era. And, and then he made some you know, projections, some of them which he got wrong, but none of these people, including Lenin, Marx, Locke, uh, none of them had the knowledge of engineering system science, which only comes into being around the 1920s and by the work of Ilya Pergroni in 1950s, which really, and he won the Nobel Prize for this, which really started talking about systems principles, that there's something called self-organizing systems. And these have now been proven in many, many physical chemistry, that nature actually is a self-organizing system. And what is a self-organizing system? Well, I'll give you an example. You have ice at a certain temperature at zero plus degrees. What does it become? Water. And at a certain temperature, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, it becomes steam. So it's not like revolution or a phase transition occurs over small periods of time. No, when the conditions are right, change occurs like that. Okay? Because enough particles start moving in a certain direction. And then it goes to another state and another state. So I am interested in creating a phase transition, which is a revolution. So how do you do that? Well, what you realize is you have to create a bottoms-up movement. You have to raise people's consciousness. This is why... My great grandfather said, it's all about education. And what is that education? And that education is a knowledge of system science, which Lenin didn't have, Marx didn't have, Adam Smith didn't have, Thomas Paine didn't have, Che Guevara didn't have. You go back all the way, right? It's like no one knew Maxwell's equations until the late 1800s, right? And that's when, once we understood that, we could build airplanes, sorry, we could build lights and motors, et cetera. I mean, you have to understand the physical principles. People are trying to fly for many centuries. They couldn't do it. But when Bernoulli understood Bernoulli's principles, we created aircraft overnight. So I have discovered those principles as a scientist, as an engineer. The engineering scientific principles that span every system in the universe, your body, the earth, right? Political mm -hmm. systems. And the elites know this, man. And with that knowledge, that's how their goal is power, profit, control. Our goal is truth, freedom, health. So there's no way to get out of this, man, unless you sit your ass down, 
and you study it. That's phase one. And let me play you a video on this and I'm, I'm just gonna go get yeah. some water. So I want people to understand that the reason I expose these people is because I wanna shift people's thinking and raise your consciousness. And we have enough people with that raised consciousness, it's over. It's not like you need to go get guns even because the knowledge will spread. People realize all those Trumpers going, wait a fucking minute. I understand Trump. He's a disturbance. He exists to manipulate me so I don't build a bottoms up movement. So I don't self-organize. So let me play this video and I'll explain what I'm talking about. And this is really, uh, I'll play it. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. 
bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in. They can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com. So anyway, Osiris, I just wanted to share that with you. So the solution here is something quite deep, but also simple. You know, it took me many, many years to organize this, but without people understanding these principles, we're like, I have sticks and stones and they have a nuclear weapon. And that's why they're, that's why a small set of people are able to control a billion people. Because it's like, you know, when you split an atom, you know, once you understand the physics of doing that, a little piece of plutonium is so powerful how much energy that can generate versus, versus an individual going and cutting down billions of trees, right? And burning that. So you can do one thing in a very inefficient way or you can understand the physics here. And the physics here is the science of systems. So that's sort of the core. And we don't need everyone to get that. Some people will just be, you know, understanding it, want to distribute flyers and, you know, get it. But you need to have a sufficient number of people who understand this physics. And so every Thursday at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., we invite people to this. We invite everyone to go to truthfreedomhealth.com and um, and really understand the fact that it took me years to organize this. So when they go there, we it's literally a system, it's knowledge, it's a community, but people can really go here and they can get the videos. Uh, it's a global community of 120 in 120 countries. People can get very encouraged because they can see other people all over the world from Finland to Africa to the United States who are understanding this and we have a history of winning. But the fundamental issues, we have lots and lots of information the world is not getting better because you have information. In fact, people are going into ignorance, complacency, desperation to this left, right. And the, the people who purvey this ignorance are these kind of people we've talked about today. And ultimately, the way out of it is knowledge. And that knowledge can only come with the knowledge of systems. And when you understand systems, you get wise, you, you want to be an activist, getting back to what you said, decentralized. Um, but without the physics of understanding this, which is what's taken me years. So, you know, there's a curricula here. We have books, uh, people can nerd out on this. They can understand the science. They can use this for their bodies. 
We've created a whole global community. We do regular special events, lectures. But the bottom line is, and then number one thing is we want people to get on the ground. Without getting on the ground, this is all just theory. It's just like people sitting around and having wackadoodle conversations. So, for example, you'll see me, you know, we'll put out about 20 million, 30 million of these. Look at this flyer. It's very simple. This is old school. So it'll get to policy, which I know you want to discuss. So at the heart of the policy, if you look at this little flyer, it says a lesser of two evils is killing your children. Now, why do I say that? The policy comes out of that simple graph. If you can see that graph, mm -hmm. that graph, the gray line is other countries, how their lifespan is increasing. The United States is going the other way. And this goes all the way back, if you look at that, to 1980. So mm -hmm. this graph pretty much says it all. This is not any one party. This is not an individual. It's been a system of policies that have destroyed the actual physiology and biology of a human being in the United States. So if you have a child, your child is going to have a shorter lifespan than you. So if you, so that's at the physiological level. Now, how could that occur? Well, as a scientist who studies this, is one of the leading guys in the immune system. It's your immune system has been destroyed. The immune system and the pathways of molecular aging are one-to-one. -one. So how do you destroy those pathways? Well, one of the things is if your mitochondria is not respiring right, right? That's one way. Another way is if um, you have inflammation, if you have oxidative stress going on in your body, right? Um, and these kinds of things can destroy your body. So I did a whole series called, that's your biology. So a policy that some guy passes in Congress literally affects your biology. Think about what I'm saying. A policy that is passed, a bill, affects your biology. So lockdowns, what did lockdowns actually do? Lockdowns made people lonely. It isolated people. We know there are a set of genes when you're lonely, they've shown this in primates and humans, that when you're made lonely and you can't see friends and family, these set of genes will upregulate antivirals in your, uh, sorry, when they're properly done, you get antivirals. Your body is a pharmaceutical factory. It'll provide anti-inflammatories. But when you get lonely, the work of Stephen Cole, you destroy your body. When you create massive stress, income inequality, as it's occurred in the United States, people go crazy, man. The amount of stress, cortisol in people. So these policies are affecting people's biology. You can talk all the shit you want. Then you go to Malibu and you fly your fucking Falcons and you take your sailboat out on Hyannisport. What the fuck do you know about anyone? So when you ask about my policies, we made them very, very straightforward. It's not like when I get into president, I'm going to do this for you. You know what I'm going to do when I get be president? I'm going to do like this lives with you because the reality is the presidency is corrupt. The legislature is corrupt. The judiciary is corrupt. What can I do? I can use that megaphone as a vehicle to reach 8 billion people. And let me tell you sort of what we're doing here, right? So every uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow, we have a town hall, okay? What do we do in our town hall? Okay, I'll tell you what we do, okay? Our town hall is not about bamboozling people and say, vote for me, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, right? Our town halls are much more simpler, okay? We simply tell people we're going to actually offer you solutions here and now. So between now and 2024, we're actually going to help you. So what are those solutions? Let me walk you through them, right? This little graph, like, for example, tomorrow's town hall is going to be on innovation, okay? So we've hit healthcare, environment, education, innovation, governance, and economy. And if you look at these town halls, what is my healthcare policy? All right, let's talk about it. Strengthen your immune system. All right, 
Government ain't going to do jack for you, but you can strengthen your immune system. And you don't need a lot of money. Why? Because Dr. Shiva will teach you how to do that, which is what I taught in 2020. Number one, I'm going to teach you what the immune system is. You'll know the immune system better than any Harvard immunologist. And I've done that for people. Number two, I'm going to tell you what foods you should support your immune system. What activities? You know, sunshine, community. You know, I went to Sardinia. I was invited. I went on a scientific trip. Sardinians are the people who live the oldest in the world per capita. And the number one reason is not food. It's not because they exercise. Number one reason is they have community. They have close friendships, really close friendships. They can trust people. It's not like they have people who say one thing and then tell you, you've got to be vaccinated when you come to my home. <laughs> bag. Mm -hmm. They have people whose words match their deeds. Trust. So it is community. Number two was they all ate some fermented foods, which support your gut microbiome. Three, they do vigorous activity. They're wa walking 15 miles a day up and down hills. I mean, the, the woman I stayed with sees 60 something. Her father is 85 and he's climbing up trees, man. So number one reason people, so you don't need fucking government for that. Anyone, I can teach anyone this. And you don't need to be taking steroid fucking injections and doing fucking sit-ups and push-ups. That's what fucking Kennedy is teaching our kids. Testosterone replacement therapy is legal steroids. It's going to become a quarter of a trillion dollar business by 2029. The mRNA vax is going to be $114 billion business by 2029. That motherfucker, not only is he promoting safe vaccines, right? Safe vaccines. He's going to take this government bureaucracy and create safe vaccines, which means he's going to create more bureaucracy. Like his uncle did create health and, you know, the vaccine courts. And like his other uncle did. This guy's a fucking bastard but he's taking TRT shots. Well, TRT shots, you're going to see in the next, mark my words, write this down. In the next 10 years, all these men getting legal steroids, they're going to have all sorts of fucking problems. Mm -hmm. And it's as bad as getting off drugs, the addiction phenomenon. And that's what Kennedy's promoting. That's a big pharma, multi-billion dollar industry, quarter of a trillion dollar industry. So we don't need that. The reason men's testosterone levels are dropping for some very fundamental reasons, nutrition, 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 lack of exercise. There's certain powerful exercises that boost your testosterone. All right. So that's what we teach people. So what is my healthcare policy? Boost your fucking immune system. Do you need me to get into office to do that? Yeah. If I get in, I'm going to be able to reach more people, but I'm not going to wait. So that's what we do. Uh, and that's what we did two town halls ago. Okay. Does Can you give me one right? more? Yeah. Can you do one more in that? Other yeah, one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go to, uh, okay, let's go to environment, okay? Well, if you look at the environment, the soil is destroyed in this country, right? Factory farming. We teach people how to eat local and healthy. I actually lay out a budget. I teach people what are genetically engineered foods. You know, I did a movie um, produced by Pierce Brosnan. You know, him and his wife, are, um, Pierce is one of the few people in Hollywood who actually can act. I know actually came from a very similar background to me. And- their, their movie, which I was a main scientist and showed what's going on in the island of Kauai. But the entire local farming system decentralizes the future. It's a bougie thing to think you have to go eat locally, but we educate people how to put a budget, how to go locally, how to support your local farmers. I'll give you another one, education. Education mm -hmm. has to be decentralized, but the right education, Osiris, the right education is system science. So what have I done? Well, 
you know, I tried to give away my entire systems course, try to give it away. It's a teacher at MIT. People paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. I give it away. No one wanted it. So we tell people, okay, you go donate me a hundred bucks. Then I give it to you as an adult. But then if you get it as an adult, you can give it away to as many kids as you want free. And I went to my back to my village in India and I gave it away to 1500 kids. So system science, what is that? It is about what the elites learn at places like MIT. So I've taken 30 years of MIT knowledge and I could teach any 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old. That's what we do. Systems thinking. All right. So we don't have to wait, but that's the knowledge. You don't need the Department of fucking Education for that. I can teach that right now. And we are teaching that. Right. So we're not waiting. Let me give you another example. All right. Um, let's go to innovation. Well, I have a book here. Where is it? I don't have it here. John, you can get it for me. It's called The Seven Secrets of Innovation. I realized why was it I was able to innovate as a 14-year-old kid? It wasn't the military industrial academic complex. That's, the, that's what they want to do. So I wrote a little book. We give it away to kids. The Seven Secrets of Innovation. What is those secrets? Number one, find a mentor. Number two, so find an actual problem. Number three, right? Um, get a customer. And you can apply this anywhere. That's innovation. We don't need to go to create Silicon Valley and all this bullshit. I've been through that journey. This is from my own life. It's from the boy who fucking invented email. And where did email come from? It came from a loving family. It came from a bunch of school teachers who cared enough to change the rules so I could travel to Newark and a mentor who gave me infrastructure. And how much did I get paid? A buck 25 an hour in my third year. And I got some free food in the cafeteria. And my comrades and that were those women, those secretaries, that I wrote all those features and they were my customers. You see, they've made all this shit so expensive. They create MIT, Kendall Square. That's why when my stuff went to the Smithsonian, MIT was pissed that I wasn't willing to say, oh yeah, oh yeah, thank you very much. I'm gonna walk away, you know? Yeah, I did invent email and I did before I came to MIT. So shut the fuck up. I, don't, I didn't need your MIT degrees, but I took them. You know why? Got all those degrees because one day I wanted to say, fuck you. The reason I put MIT PhD and inventor of email is all the liberal white elites get really upset because they don't know what to do with me because they wanted me to be in their fucking box. And that's what fucking Vivek is. He's a liberal minority. He really is. So let me, it's, let me, so that's our innovation policy. Let's go to our next policy. Okay. And all of these people come and learn. So we've been rotating these policies. Okay. Let's go to the next policy. Governance. How do you be a leader in your committee? I do a whole course. You know, I used to teach at the Sloan School of Management. You don't have to pay $350,000. You come to this, I'll teach you the fundamental principles of how you can become a great leader. And then economy. I teach people what is a profit and loss statement. I teach people what is a cash flow statement. You see, most entrepreneurs don't even know what the difference between a cash flow statement is a profit and loss statement and a P and, uh, and sorry, a balance sheet. Most CEOs don't. You understand that, you start realizing why savings are important, why you shouldn't be going and buying Dolce Gabbana shirts because fucking dumbass Kim Kardashian is doing. A friend of mine was saying, right when people got all their subsidy checks in New Jersey, all these fucking poor people are buying Louis Vuitton bags. What the fuck are you doing? Why is it a immigrant like my father comes with 75 bucks and buys a home in a few years? Why is that? Being paid a third of his white counterparts. How is he able to do that? Where is frugality? Where is working hard? So we have to teach these principles. So you don't need fucking government for all this. We need people to become resilient and we need people to collectively organize. So number one, 
It's about education, Osiris. Education is the revolution. My great grandfather, who I remember well, was a slave. He took it. The first slaves were South Indians who were for, first bought to the Caribbean. They were the first indentured servants. Well, he went to Burma. He had nothing, made something, came back to India with nothing. But if any child in the village wanted a book, he would freaking do whatever it, it, it took, work harder to get that kid a book. And it is education. So everything I've put together is education. That's why I will go on the streets and I will distribute this flyer. You will see me at six in the morning doing that. That's a fucking campaign. So to everyone out there, here's, so we have, we have the solutions. We have the movement. We have the scientific theory, truthfreedomhealth.com. And we have a fucking campaign, a U.S. Senate federal campaign. So what is this? You go get one of these bumper stickers. Why is this important? You can put this on the back windshield of your car, and it doesn't matter what the fuck Joe Rogan does or doesn't do. 100,000 people will see this thing every fucking day. You do that for 300 days, you get 30 million views. More views than you can get on Musk or Zuckerberg social media, period. You go hand out flyers to people. You'll start meeting your neighbors. You'll have conversations with them. And that's what I've been doing all my life. You'll see a picture of me burning the South African flag on the steps of MIT. You know, because I organized the biggest anti-apartheid protest in, in, at that time in the United States. And, you know, when I marched across the Massachusetts Avenue Bridge, you know, I uh, had, a, 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 had the South African flag and we burned it on the steps of MIT. Why? It was a, it was a, it was connecting with the black South Africans who were getting butchered by the Afrikaners. Right. And, and everyone can go see my history. If people go here, oh, sorry, let me share this with you. It's like yeah. I've been doing this shit all my life, man. It's not like I decided, oh, let me go fly some falcons today and start water keepers <laughs> and do be a, you know, this has been my. So if you go uh, to about Shiva, I just, you know, you'll see my entire life. We should update this, but you'll see um, my entire life of fighting. OK. I'll show this to you. So there's me at my PhD graduation. I ran a protest for U.S. out of Iraq when it was mm -hmm. unpopular. 20,000 people, 10,000 people booed me and the others gave me a standing ovation. Okay. Here's me as a kid, a 17-year-old kid, organ burning the South African flag on the steps of MIT. Here's me organizing the food service workers, blacks and whites. MIT wasn't even giving me a good wage. So this thing is not something I just decided to do. Mm -hmm. It's been my life. And so those people want to help us, Iris. We made it simple because we all work for a living. Get a bumper sticker. Get a flyer. Go to ShivaForPresident.com. Volunteer. We want to get on the ballot in every state. I'm also going to make history because a naturalized citizen, people think, is not supposed to be able to run for office. The 14th Amendment, the Equal Protection Clause, changed that. So we're going to have to educate all these secretaries of state. Oh, you can't run for office. You weren't born here. Well, idiot, you didn't read. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, which got abrogated by the 14th Amendment, which says naturalized citizen and natural-born citizen are the same. You can't. Yeah, and you have a lawsuit on that, right? Is yeah, it, has it a lawsuit. And I'll represent myself. We're not bringing any more lawyers in because they normally sell you out. So I do a lot of work, man. Our volunteers do a lot of work. We have about 300,000, 400,000 people all over the world right now. So you don't have to choose the lesser of two evils unless you want to go in this direction. Unless you mm -hmm. want, so if you're if you're an adult listening to this, you go, oh, I think I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Bobby <laughs> Kennedy says some good shit. Well, that means you are saying I want to. My daughter or my son is going to live less than me. I'm okay with that. We need a systems overhaul, man. 
and I'm the person to do it. And you're the person to do it. And we are the people to do it. They're not going to do shit. They don't want a systems overhaul. They want you to select a fucking nut job like Kennedy, who is saying that he wants to butcher all the fucking Palestinians. It's a fucking Zionist hoodlum racist. There's a difference between Zionism, racism, I mean, Judaism and Israel. And we need to educate people on that. Excellent. Excellent stuff there. Any last things that you want to bring up? I think that was a good, great way to end it. You can see well, why the like movement's to, I, growing. I would like to finish by playing our video. We'll come right back. For so sure. I want everyone to see this video. And by the way, we didn't pay consultants to do it. I wrote the script. John and I did the video right together. And, you know, it's done by all of us, a young 25-year-old, right, 28-year-old, myself. Everything we have done bottoms up. When, by the way, people can donate money, but when you donate to us, I give you back information, books, because I want to raise your consciousness. And basically, Osiris, uh, before I play this video, the goal is raising people's consciousness. The, the issue with the libertarians, what they don't understand, they get some of the principles, but they don't know how to execute on it, right? It's like the anarcho-syndicalists, right? They talk about decentralization, but you need to organize decentralization. It, it's not just going to happen. You know, Steve Jobs had to make this iPhone. You had to bring in the forces of science and the forces of matter and the force of information, matter and energy. And that's how we create the next world. So let me play this video and, I, and we'll come right back. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working-class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are Blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace, by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not so obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption, and racism. They've transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering, and fake science. Lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food, and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them, and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement, bottoms up, for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time 
never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I expose Fauci, galvanize the fire Fauci campaign when others remain silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for President of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey, are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message, paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. Shiva oh, for president. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say Shiva for president. If that doesn't get you hype, I don't know what will. It's a good video. Uh, Osiris, I remember, um, I appreciate, you know, us having this conversation. I remember you were on that Tim Cash show and you were the only one who asked him about it, you know, like, hey, what about this guy? Dr. Shiva showed it. And it was, I think I was hitting Musk really hard. And it was a few months after that, he brought in Yaccarino from the WEF. And then all of these, and I lost 20% of my followers then. All these people were like, oh, why are you attacking? Why are you attacking Musk? And then people said, oh, Dr. Shiva, I'm so sorry. We can't afford to like wait for people not to do the right thing. I don't give a fuck if they do the right thing later on. Great. But you didn't do the right thing and you claim to be a leader. When your people are suffering, you have to give the right direction. That's a leader. Okay, you're a follower. Well, sit down. Shut the fuck up, booby. Shut the fuck up, uh, Trump, because you guys are just in it for something else. You have nothing to do with us. And that's the conclusion people have to come with, Osiris. Otherwise, we're all going to be enslaved. And I'm not going to allow it because I've worked my entire life and our movement has gotten here. And we have enough people, the lights are going off. So I appreciate what you said on that fucking Tim Pool show. You showed great nobility. You know, you proved to me you're a man. And we need more real men and real women now. Uh, people are willing to be independent and say what needs to be done at the right time. Delayed truth is deadly. 
Tucker Carlson has never said anything ever right at the right time, ever. He's, a, he's an actor. He was rightfully, you know, um, sued. Fox was rightfully sued for what they did. And Tucker Carlson, now he's trying to act like a martyr. I mean, the guy was tweeting, message, texting message, oh, there is no election fraud. And when he saw the MAGA people doing it, he saw the views. Oh, now I'm going to say it. That's why they lost that defamation case. They would have had to pay $4 billion if that went to court. They would have had trouble damages. And then he goes over to other people acting like, oh, they're attacking me. Fox did this. Bullshitter. Bullshitter, bullshitter, bullshitter. But they're teeing these people up right now, Osiris, to sucker people back in. So they got the Joe Rogans. They got the Tim Pools. They have, you know, the Tucker Carlson's, the Kennedy's and the Trump's. They're creating a neo-establishment who says all the right things to sucker people in so they don't go truly independent. That's why this invisibility is taking place. If we didn't exist, it'd be easier for them, man. Imagine if I didn't exist. Who's calling out Kennedy? Who's calling out Musk? Who's calling out Trump? I'm the only guy hitting these people hard with a level of stature. We should and be that, challenging everybody. You should challenge me. You should challenge Dr. Shiva. You should be challenging Trump. Anybody, everybody should be challenged respectfully. And you should ask people, you should look into people's, do their words match their deeds? Anyone who says public integrity and personal integrity are two different things, he's telling to your face, I am the devil. That's what Kennedy said on Megyn Kelly's show when, when, when she started asking yep. about his personal shit. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, man, I appreciate it. Um, we, I want to support more independent podcasters, um, so we should do this again. But we need to talk to people. Why is it they're making our campaign and my existence invisible? It's like nothing has changed. It was like the caste system in India, the yep. caste system here. My degrees don't matter. And, and then they use that as an excuse as to, well, Vivek, why don't you debate um, Dr. Shiva? Well, he doesn't, he's not enough. He doesn't have enough prominence. You, you see how they do it? So yeah, they don't- like one closed loop, man. Yeah, yeah. The problem is we have a lot of prominence. Like the problem they have is a friend of mine said, Shiva, everyone actually knows about you. Yeah. A woman in New Zealand was on our show, on our open house. She said she went to a big political meeting in New Zealand. She said, how many people know Dr. Shiva? Because people are distributing these flyers in New Zealand. 50%. I know at least 70, 85% of people in the United States know about Dr. Shiva. They know our work. So they are scared shitless. Reince Priebus, who was a chief of staff, oh, yeah. um, a friend of mine has him on his board of his company. And when I announced, he went to Reince and he said, Reince, what do you think about Shiva running? He goes, that's a fucking disruption. They know about us. It's not, they can try, they're trying to make us invisible, but yep. the masses and people out there know about us. So we're the winning horse here because we're at the right place at the right time. We've been saying the right thing. Kennedy is a demon. I mean, they put him at the subcommittee hearings, man. I'm the one who fucking exposed the entire network. Why are you? So they're actually creating him and he steals my content as a hero. I mean, how much more blatant can they be? Yep. Well, great conversation. Um, I appreciate you. And uh, just keep up the work, man. Uh, I just, it's motivating. It's motivating. Well, you should come to our open house because you'll see other people and you'll realize th there is the real way is we trust ourselves. We should stop asking, what do you think about Vivek? What do you think about, I should ask, hey, what do you think about Osiris? What do you think about John Medlar? What do you think about, you know, these people? Anomaly. Yeah. You were on with Anomaly? Yeah. Recently. I mean, Anomaly's got to get his head fully out of the ass of Kennedy, right? But he needs, I mean, he's almost there, but <laughs> you know, people are afraid to let go, you see, because mm -hmm. they want the views. 
So I like Anomaly, but he was supporting Kennedy. You say that's the last to get over Kennedy and Trump. It's like then you're into the space of true enlightenment. Yeah. It's like they are the chains, man. Like you got to cut those chains off. And that's then it's over. Because if you look, you go look at the civil rights movement and the anti-war movements, particularly anti-war movement, when people let go of the left wing of the Democrats, that's when the war ended. When people are throwing, um, you know, tomatoes at the Democrats and the Republicans. That's when a- <laughs> Kennedy comes to your, to your town and you throw a tomato at him saying, wait a minute, fucker, you promoted lockdowns. Don't tell me you're for this. You know, you fucking supported Hillary Clinton. Get off the fucking stage. When that consciousness occurs, when we break from the left and the right and the obvious nuts, then it's over, man. The revolution is done. You don't even need a weapon for that. That's why it's First Amendment, it's free speech. Well, the great doctor, I'm going to pronounce it right, Shiva Ayurudre. Oh, let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me teach everyone how to pronounce my last name. Imagine someone said, I adore you. I adore okay. you. Say, I adore. I adore. Dr. Shiva. I've been Ayadore. pronouncing it wrong so often. It's going to be hard to break. Dr. Shiva Ayadore. Thank just you say, so much. Just say, I adore you. I adore. I adore. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Take care. Peace. Be well. Thanks. Peace. Best to you and your family. You too. All right. All right, everyone. That was Osiris with me, and we really enjoyed this. I want to wish everyone um, a, a good week, but keep watching this. Get on the ground. You know, get these bumper stickers. Go to uh, shivaforsenate.com. Sorry. Shiva for president. Go to Shiva for president. Thanks, John. Go to shivaforpresident.com last election. But um, we dec- we were going to do uh, Senate, but we decided it was much more important to um, go national, have everyone um, be part of this. So we need to get on the ballot, right? So go to shivaforpresident.com. Come to our open house Thursday, 11 a.m. or to our town hall at 8 p.m. Every Thursdays, everyone is invited. You'll meet amazing people. You'll get inspired. But most importantly, this is a call to arms for you to get on the ground, hand out flyers, right? This is a weapon, okay? That's a weapon. This is a weapon. The weapon is not, you know, I got my guns, I got my guns. No, this is a weapon, okay? This truth is a weapon. Truth, freedom, and health is a weapon. So thanks, everyone. Um, We made it easy. 20 minutes a day, get involved in this campaign. Uh, Donate. You know, when you donate, you get a ton of stuff from me. You get books, you get courses, you get software because I want to educate you. So that's the goal. Be well, be the light.